Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there and a very Merry Christmas. And just before the big man Santa arrives, we thought we'd bring you another edition of the football show on Belfast Live. As always, Glentorn legend Paul Lehman is here. And we are joined on this special occasion by a special guest, and he is special. He's the Crusaders defender, Hard Beverland. Hard, I think you want to clear up something because you're fed up with people thinking you're about 35. Yeah, I think um, I've been around for a long time, Jack, as you as you well know. And uh, people often question what age I am. Uh, boys in the past have kept me going about bringing in my birth certificate to show them exactly what age I am. But I tell them, look, I'm 27. And... Uh, they think that you're, you're more than that there, you're closer to 37, but in fairness I think it's been, I've been around for a long time and uh, people sometimes think he's maybe a lot older than he is. The beard as well sometimes can add a few years as well, but I promise I'm, I'm 27. 27? Some paper around that one. <laughs> yeah. The crews are flying. Yeah, we're doing very well at the minute and uh, it's very pleasing from our point of view obviously. I think our forms as well has been dictated by the clubs in and around us who are doing very well too. So we know that we need to be on our game and producing consistent performances week in, week out um, and, and picking up the three points. And thankfully, we've done that. And, uh, do you know, there was a stage where by, by our standards, things were just a wee bit shaky. There had been a, a home draw and a, and a defeat as well. But really, from the back of that defeat, it's kind of sprung us into action. And, and, and we brought about that consistency that was maybe lacking. And, and not just the, I suppose, picking up the points, but the performances have been very good as well. There have been lots mm. of goals scored. We're, we're on the whole defending well. Um, so it's been pleasing from all angles. And f- you know, from a player point of view, I feel we're playing with a, g- a great sense of freedom as well and a real enjoyment to your football at the minute. And that's been through training as well. And, and that has carried into to the match situations. Yeah, and as we, we look back to last weekend, and they, they were winning 4-3 down at Glenavon, that's a big statement, but that great run continues. It's a fantastic run, Jackie, and they're unbeaten away from home, and going to Glenavon, who's in terrific form themselves, certainly at home, and getting that result, it's a, it's a big statement to send out, and, and by all means it was a, a fantastic game of football as well, seven goal thriller, and you know end-to-end, and some big performances, and, and a massive win for Crusaders on the day. It's a big statement from you to win down there because it was the match of the day. It's one of those that could go either way. Absolutely. Glenavon's form has been terrific this season. And that's prior to us beating them on Saturday. They'd only been defeated once at home. And that was Linfield just a few weeks prior mm. to that as well. Uh, so we knew what we were going down to. We knew what we were going to be involved in. It was going to be a tough game. Um, I suppose in this league you're playing teams very regularly because there only is a smaller number of teams. The teams know each other very well. They know how the other team's going to set up, they know key players and, and I suppose as well with the, the weather the weekend before it allowed perhaps managers to come and to watch our game down at Warren Point as well so we knew that Glenavon were going to be very well set up, they have a great experience of, of they have great experience, and they have a great number of youth within the team as well and blend it together, that's, that's, it's a, a very good balance to have. So within within the game we were delighted to come away with the three points I think from neutrals, from 
um, from people looking on. It was a terrific game to, to be part of and to, to watch. Stephen Baxter, your manager, he said it was a professional performance and we were better than them. Is he right? Well, I, th I think at the end of the day, you know, the results are, are the telling thing, really. Do you know when yeah. you look at the results and, and, and we came away with the three points, which would maybe suggest that we were the better team on the day. However, to take nothing away from how tough a game it was to be involved in, it was, there was a lot of defending. My face tells a story as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, Turn around to the camera and shows yeah. that little nick above the right me. eye. Right he has yeah. scars everywhere. I know. But uh, that was against Glenavon, wasn't it? It was, you know, and, and again, absolutely, it was nothing malicious by any means. But again, it just reflects the tough competitive game that it was and we needed to be on our best on the day. We started slowly and poorly and, and, and we went a goal down, but really then from that there we did very well. There were chances for both teams to, to score more, um, but thankfully we, we held on to, to the lead and the momentum took us, took us through to the final whistle. An army at Gary Hamilton will be slightly disappointed. I think he was upset maybe that Coates wasn't sent off, second yellow card, and he had a gripe about that in the press. Yeah, but I think, I mean, was Coates he booked for the penalty incident? It was never a penalty, in my yeah. opinion. It was, it was never a penalty. He won the ball, followed through slightly, but it was, for me it was never a penalty kick. So you could argue that, you know, the referee got that one wrong and... You know, second book, and then Gary wasn't happy about. But Everybody yeah. has an opinion. That's, that's the great that's thing about it. this game. <laughs> <laughs> Coleraine continued winning ways, two 0 Ballina Mallard. There, we almost take their great run for granted now. We do, and, and you know, in the form of the Crusaders and the other teams are on, and any other season you, you'd expect them to be top of the table. But such as the great run Coleraine are on, they're still flying high. They're still six points clear, and. You know, Ballin and Mallard last week was a game they were expected to go in, but I think it was tough enough that they found it very hard to, to break them down. I think Richard Brush had a, an inspired game for Ballin and Mallard. And, Hadn't know, been for him, it could have been five, six, yeah, seven. It could have been. So, you know, some, some days you get Jackie where it can be a little bit frustrating. You find it hard to make, make the breakthrough, but they managed to get the breakthrough in the first half from, from Parkhill and then Brad Lyons, who has come back and he's in tremendous form. He, he's amongst the goals as well. He appeared in the show and he's gone upwards ever since. We're going to get him a move in English football. <laughs> but he, he, he looks good. He's a good young player. Very good young player. Um, I know Brad from my time being at Coleraine. I was aware of him. He's from the same town as I'm from. And I've known of Brad right up from when he was a lot younger as well. And he's always been a player who has great potential. And again, it's just about the right manager being able and the right coach to channel that in, in the right way. And, and, and no better man than Oren to do that. And you can see... Brad, like a number of young players at Coleraine, but I suppose that over the league as a whole, Jackie as well, you're looking at the number of young players. Unfortunately, I'm outside of that bracket now, but do you know, you're looking at young players, you're Gavin White, you're looking at, at, at Mark Sykes at Glenavon, yeah. and, and younger players and other teams that I haven't mentioned, and it just shows you the, the young players that are coming through, and, and certainly from what I've seen of them, you know, is there any reason they couldn't make it in full-time football? I don't see why they couldn't. <laughs> Uh, Cliffville won, Glen Torren nil. The Reds roll on. Yeah, I think it's is it eleven wins out of their last twelve, Jackie. In so the league, yeah. And they're at home, certainly at home, they're not conceding too many goals, which gives them a chance in every game. I don't think it was a great game by any means. Uh, Cliffville and Glen Torren, and again the Glens have failed to score in another game. That's been their big problem, um, because I think Glen Torren defensively are. You know, they're, they're solid enough at this yeah. moment. They're not they're conceding really, too many. No, they're not, but they're really struggling to score goals, and you've got to score goals to give yourself a chance, Jackie. So that's a good win for Cliffinville. It keeps them going. They're up to third in the table now, and you know they're a real match for anyone. 
Mm. I think what pleased Barry Gray, reading his quotes, was that it was 1-0, they had to dig in, but they saw the game out, and he thinks that's a big part of the improvement they have made this season. Yeah, because you know everyone expects uh, Cliftonville to go out with the strike force that they have and score loads of goals away the crews and, and Glen Avon have, have, have been to him, but you know they've got that one one nil lead and as he said they, they managed managed the game really well and, and saw out the three points and it keeps them in a really strong position. But there's some big tough games to come. They've got Linfield away this Saturday and they've got Crusaders after that, so it's a big testing month for, for Cliftonville. <laughs> We're saying about taking one game at a time. Big result of the weekend. Windsor Park, Linfield 3, Warren Point Town 3. Wow. It's a sharp result, Jackie. It really oh. is. Uh, you, you know, I think I was reading there in the last 41 games, Crusaders were the only team to score three or more goals in this, the Sky game earlier in the mm -hmm. season. Warren Point have gone there and scored three. And so it's, it's yeah. massive for them. Linfield will be really disappointed being the home team, they're expected to beat Warren Point, they're expected to be going for the title and that's games that they'll be they, they will want to win and David Healy will be, you know, he'll be shell shocked, he'll be he said he was embarrassed. He said he was a wee bit embarrassed. Yeah. I would say livid would be yeah. a better word. But let's not take anything away from Warren Point. By all means yeah. they went there and they played superbly well and they could have came away with the victory and that'll give them massive confidence because they're struggling around the bottom. Go to Windsor Park, score three goals, and pick up a point. It's got to give them a massive boost. So credit to them. But you know, Linfield will know that they have to improve if they're going to, you know, get up the top along with uh, Coleraine and Crusaders. Yeah, I think the Blues are now 14 off uh, Coleraine at the top, and David Healy is more or less says, "Well, we're out of it." Is that a bit a bit tongue in cheek? I think so. I think you know. After what happened last year, we always we say it all the time. You just can't write Linfield off. But 14's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot, but I mean, at one stage last season, there it was 10 points with very few games to go. Jackie, there's still a long way to go. We're oh only, yeah, yeah, we're only at Christmas, so you would never write Linfield off. But certainly, results like last week are are not going to be good enough for them if if they are going to uh, mount a challenge again. It's not amazing when you look at the top two, Coleraine Crusaders. And the big two are wallowing lower in the table. That's incredible. It's not great for the local game, mind you. I think we need them both to be doing yeah. well. But are you surprised by that? Things have changed within the league over the last number of years. You, know, you look at, at Crusaders being back-to-back -back league champions prior to that. Then it was Cliftonville. So even at that stage, we could see some yeah. of the tables change. And Linfield come back last year, and and credit to them and, and the run that they put together in the second half of the season to win the league title um, so you know with their performance yes for David Haley's standards the fans point of view they'll not be happy with things but um, Linfield's a team that are always going to be there and you can see just within the league if you can string together win after win after win it really does just catapult you back right into the mix the of things quickly. it can yeah. so f f Linfield for me, I'm very much considering them to be to be within the title race at this at this time, and very much will be a team that we we it's Crusaders and any other team within the, in the league will have to be on their best on the day to to take any points off them. Quick word about the last two games: Ballymena United three, Carrick one, and uh, as David Jeffrey reminded one of my colleagues at BBC, their form is good. <laughs> Their form is good, and I think David said they've only lost one out of their last ten, which which really good form. And mm. you know, we we mentioned earlier in the season that they were conceding a lot of goals and they were struggling to pick up points. But I'm sure they've worked tremendously hard in training and in the background.
to cut that out and to try and get on this good run that they've, they've been on and all that hard work starting to pay off. Now they're up to six, they've overtaken Glentorn, mm -hmm. they're in the top half of the table and that's where they want to be and I'm sure David will be delighted with that. Yeah, and I feel for David McElindon because they were 1-0 up yep. maybe with about 25 minutes left and he must have been thinking, we could maybe sneak three points here. Goes against them, comes away with nothing. It's tough down there. It is tough, and that's the way it's been for Kag. You know, they're struggling to pick up the points that, that, that they need when you're down there. Things don't seem to go for you, but credit the Balamina. I knew 1 0 down for long spells, and they came back and, and got the, the three late goals, and it's a, it's a good win for them. And they're going into another tough fixture this week against the Crusaders, so big game for them. And finally, Dungannon 0 Ards 0. It's probably a game that both would needed to have won would have wanted to win. I think Ard's problem all season has been scoring goals, Jackie. Um, Dungannon have been picking up the odd result here and there and that was... Ard's 16 and 19 league games, yeah, not enough. It's not enough goals and that, that's that's been their problem but they have been competing well in, in some games but a bit like Glenthorne they've been struggling to score goals but you know it's it's a point for them and probably Dungannon being the home team there will probably be a little bit more disappointed. Ards might be happy just to get the point there. Yeah, we all love the way Dungannon approach the game, play their football and good passing game and so on. But I'm looking at my notes too and they've just scored 19 in 20. Again. So, of course, they lost Andrew Mitchell, didn't they? It's always going to be tough to, to replace those goals. All right, the week will be a few days before uh, Christmas and the festive period coming up. Let's take a look and see how the... Uh, Premiership table is stacking up. There we are, Coleraine, six points clear at the top on 51 points. Crusaders next on 45, and then they have a five-point cushion ahead of Cliffville on 40, Glenavon 39, Linfield 37, and as Paul said, Ballymena into the top six, although they're 10 points adrift of Linfield in fifth place, they're on 27 points. Into the bottom half, Glentoran there on 25, Four points back to Gannon, then seven points back to that little league at the bottom. Ards 14, Warren Point 13, Carrick 9, and Balna Mallard uh, four points adrift on five points at the bottom. And now the spotlight is on you. <laughs> Tell me, everybody assumes you're a cold rain lad, but that's not true. Yeah, um, I grew up where I was born in Balamoney which obviously isn't very far from Corian, but um, I don't live in Corian and Balamoney would be my closest town. And again, Latoon. Latoon. We all know um, a good friend from Latoon. Mr uh, Beckett. Mr Beckett, indeed. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's down around his territory, so that's where I'm from. Uh, yeah. That's where I was born at. You know. Was it always going to be football? I was in the all sports. I went to a school. Uh, I went to Corian Inst. And, uh, oh, it right. was great rugby. Because, because there was rugby, there was tennis, there was football, and I played them all really but I suppose uh, it was probably between rugby and football because I played rugby at a young age at school my teachers were keen I would have pursued it more so than the football. What position were you in rugby? I played number 12 right half really. Oh one of the so, talented ones eh? Well thanks Jackie, thank you. <laughs> I uh, you know I've I very much enjoyed it I like the rough and tumble of the game as well the physical side of it so but it came to a stage where you have to make a decision because if you want to pursue a career at a good level you really have to channel and focus your time, energy and commitment into one-off. So uh, it was football for me then that, yeah. that took the priority. At 16, you signed for Coleraine. That's right. Uh, where were you playing at that time and how did that come about? Yeah, b before that I was playing for a local team at my local leisure centre. It was Riada Soccer School. 
um, at that time. Um, now connect with Balmain A Football Club, and I've been playing there really from under 10, 11, 12, as, as most players do, coming up through at that age group, you go through just the, the different ones of, of the club. And then, uh, how did Corian come about? So basically then, I was playing in the Foil Cup for Corian under yeah. 16. Uh, the manager uh, who was taking the team in the Foil Cup had said to me at the end of the week, look, would you consider coming down and signing for uh, Corian? And at that stage, probably my other offer was to, to stay on where I was um, Reda Soccer School would become an affiliated win with Balamone Football Club which would have been a, an under 18 team but the opportunity to go as a 16 year old and yeah, play in a senior, reserve team at a senior, senior club, club such yeah. as Coleraine was for me the best offer um, and that was the one that I went for and things kind of from that moved very quickly so I played really a full season in, in the reserves and stepped up into training with the first team and the manager at that time was, was Marty Quinn and, good uh, man very good man. I've a lot to be thankful to Marty for, as I do yeah. with a lot of coaches and managers in my career. Uh, but Marty obviously gave me um, my debut at Corian as a 17-year-old with the Corian Showgrounds against Portadown. Yeah, I saw you at that stage, the early stage, and you were right back. Yes, that's right. And I remember in my little mediocre career being kicked at times by Johnny McCurdy. That's right, I know Johnny, Budgie, yes. who is the Corian legend. probably the best right back I've seen in Irish League football. Mm -hmm. Uh, were you thinking at that time because you were looking good at that time did you think mm, cross channel might come calling I guess those kind of things are talked about by other people really they're talked about in, in papers and perhaps uh, other coaches and, and things and, and there was to talk about that at a stage and I guess as well you know, when you look at it each year when there's a, a new young kid on the block if you want to put it in that terms there's always going to be those discussions about you know can they make a full-time footballer are they good enough could they get a chance really and I suppose I was no no different to obviously the young players now that are coming through for people were talking about it and, and, and thinking will it or, or won't it happen really for me I, I had an opportunity I went on trial to uh, West Brom when I was 17 and uh, you know, at that stage you're moving out of part-time football for your young boy into going on a week's trial with a professional team that you're watching players um, arriving in the training ground in their Ferraris and you're watching them on TV and for a young person at that age not to be overawed by it is, uh, would be difficult and uh, I think for me at that stage looking back on it to, that, that it was a big step at that stage and it wasn't something that, that, that materialised obviously but for me to have the, the career that I have done and uh, to have played for, for Coleraine and to be playing for Crusaders now um, for me is a very successful career Yeah, You spent uh, 10 years at Coleraine and you got to one final, or two finals. Two finals. First one you missed because of injury, yeah. and the second one, the League Cup, you were beaten. So, no silverware. No silverware, and you know, being completely honest about it as a, as a player, you're, you're looking, and, and that's what you aspire to. You know, you, you want to be a good player, you want to perform consistently, but you he's want to win things. He's smug because he's got a few. It has indeed. <laughs> it has indeed. I wish I had one of <laughs> But um, it's funny because this is the second final, the League Cup final when I was at Coleraine, it was actually Crusaders who beat us in the final that day. It was there in Brew Cup Balamina at that stage at Balmain Showgrounds. And it was a, it was a poor enough game. It was a 1-0 win. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Morrow scored. Um, then prior to that was the, the Irish Cup final. Um, Marty Quinn was still the manager at that time. That was really my, full, my first full season that we reached the final. And I'd get injured in a home game um, towards the end of the season against um, Armagh City. Uh, so it was really disappointing to, to have missed that. Got but it. Got it. Yeah, mm. got it. It's exactly the order. I remember standing 
on the day I did a wee bit for the TV and, and, and Jim Irvin was beside me because he was injured at that stage I think That's he had done his cruciate oh, so uh, him and I both were, were, were interviewed before the game I think we were both as gutted as each other not to be out there on the occasion but it's something that hasn't came around yet but it's something that I firmly believe and I'll get the experience again to be part of such an occasion and hopefully go on and win it. So after 10 years and you were a big favourite there and I, I for one thought you'd probably stay there the rest of your career, what made you move? I think everyone probably felt the way you've just said there Jackie about they probably thought I would have been at Korean for the rest of my career and you know, nine, ten years service is, is very, very good and the, and the following year would have been my testimonial at the club as well so there was a lot of incentive for me to stay at Korean um, yeah. so uh, at that stage obviously Warren had been in, that was his fifth year I believe and for four of those years he had come in and he had made me club captain so I was in a position of having played 350 games, having been there nine, ten years, being club captain and uh, which shows you just how difficult of a decision that it was because yeah. I've been with the club for so long. A great thing. Yeah, just how, d- how difficult was it? Very difficult. I look back at it as being, if not the most difficult decision in, in, in my life in many ways that I've had to make until now because it kind of it came at a stage where I knew that I had to get it right because I was 26. I was moving into those. You know, you're, you're looking at your your peak years and, and onwards yeah. really, and it was something where. I had a lot to lose as well, but at the same time I had a lot to gain, and for me that was how I looked at it, the opportunity that came along from uh, Crusaders and from having met with Stephen uh, was an opportunity that I thought there was a lot to be gained from this here, and for me I was thinking it's time for a new challenge because I've been at the club for quite a long time and I felt it's important because you need a new challenge, it it keeps you sharp, it keeps you fresh mentally, physically, and for the last part of my career I was I was keen to, to pursue that new challenge and that was how it came about. I left in very good terms. Um, I have a huge respect for Oren uh, and, and what he's contributed he's to my career. Guy, isn't he? He's a top guy, he is and um, everyone has a very good word on him as well. And yeah. do you know even at the stage where when he was at Korean and I was there, do you know, during those years they weren't probably the most positive years in respect to the atmosphere about yeah. the club. There was a, there was a number of seasons where things were very difficult and they could yeah, have went one way or another. Me, Absolutely. Um, but you know, seeing the changes in the club now, both on and off the field as well, it's tremendous to see. But for me, in the decision I made, um, regardless of how well Korean do, if they go on to win the league, um, I know it was the right decision that I've made. If they win the league, you'll be going, oh, what did I do? <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's a big signing. For Crusaders, he, he probably took over from you when you left. Yeah. Big no, shoes to Dick fill. Shoes. No, we're talking Dick about shoes. it was David McGann. He replaced a <laughs> better player than me. But no, Hard's been a fantastic uh, signing for Crusaders, and, and, and as, as he said there, I'm sure it was a tough, tough decision for him. But you know, in, in terms of, I can see why he wanted to go and play for Stephen Baxter first and foremost. Mm. Crusaders are obviously challenging every year. They've been doing so for the last five, six years, and I'm not saying. Korean we're never going to challenge but you get to a stage in your career as hard said where you you have that ambition and you can't uh, you can't fault him for showing that ambition he left Korean on, on great terms give them tremendous service and he's now moved on to Crusaders and I think he's at a great club where he can he's, he's 27 you know I played at Crusaders till I was 37 yeah. and you know he's got he's going to have loads of chances to win to win medals and 
I think he's in the right place with the right manager, and, and it's a fantastic football club. So part of it was to win that elusive medal that you haven't got yet. Yeah. So how difficult was last year when you were there, and the league was there? We all thought, yeah. and then it was thrown away. Yeah, last year would have been, I suppose, a fairy tale ending, really. And winning the league, if that had happened, mm. from a personal point of view, having joined the club my first season, um, it went very well personally. However, the, the missing part of the jigsaw was, was going on to win the league. And, you know, I suppose at that stage, you are bitterly disappointed, you know, because um, every player goes out and believes that we can do it. And I think the position that we were in, um, we very firmly believed that we could go and, and, and win the league. It didn't happen, I suppose. There's a lot of learning from that that takes place, really. And I suppose most footballers will look back in the career and, and they'll see where, where the real learning took place came out of the times whenever you, you failed and you, f you fell short. So there's a lot, hopefully, that we can take from last year's disappointments and use it this year, whereby we may find ourselves um, come the last game of the season in, in, in top position. Do you think it helps Crusaders this year that they're not leading from the front and they had a big lead last year, and then they lost it, and they got it back again, and so on. But they were always up there at the forefront. This time, they're in, tucked in behind the leader, as they say, in horse racing, amongst the rest in the field. Uh, psychologically, that takes the pressure off them, or does it? We were talking about this before. I mean, the pressure's obviously on Korean. They're top of the table to stay there now, and it's a position where they haven't been for a lot of years, whereas Crusaders are just tucked in there behind. The one back-to-back -back championships, they led the race all of last season, so it's a different position for Crusaders to be in, but they're still challenging for the league. They're still in there with their own pressure. Crusaders know that they can't really afford to fall any further behind Korean, so every game's a massive game, for certainly for all the top five teams, Jackie. Every game at this moment in time is a huge game. No one can afford to sort of lose ground on the, on the top teams or each other, and those head-to-head -head games have now become significant already in this season. You know, there's some big games coming up, and... No one wants to lose them, but yes, it might take a little bit of pressure off Crusaders, but they'll firmly be fixed on Korean ahead and thinking, let's get there and let's stay there. Well, their recent results show that they are fixed, but uh, four games coming up over the festive period, which always tells us a lot in regards where the league will end up, uh, the title. Uh, four games in ten days. Some have said for part-timers it's too much. Is it? I think four four games in ten days even for full-timers is, is too much I think um, you know we hear managers across in England talking about busy schedules and and so many games in a short space of time and really for them that's their sole focus really I think when you look at it then in part-time it's even more so then with the tight schedule it is you know people are, are working two jobs it's part-time there's only a certain um, amount of time to get your training uh, nights in as well and you know when you're looking then at not just preparation is difficult but also recovery as well so yeah. the opportunity to recover well um, before the next game comes up makes it extremely difficult so yeah it's 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 a very very busy schedule and and, and maybe one um, that, that maybe people don't give credit to players within the Irish League and part-time basis of the, the commitment that it takes to hold to that. I'm just looking at uh, your programme uh, you're at home to Balamina Friday and then boxing, you're at home to Cliftonville, and then you're away to Linfield, and then you're away to Balna Mallard. With all due respect to Balna Mallard, three tricky ones there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have to take the Ballon Mallard game as a, as a game as well. Look, there could be a potential banana skin, and and that's just about approaching it all in the, in, in the professional manner and the right mindset too. Uh, as the saying goes, we do take it one game at a time. I, f I feel that it's the managers and the coaches' jobs to have the opportunity. They need to be looking on down the line to games that are coming up. But I think from a player's point of view, it very much is that they take the pressure off us just to focus then on the next game. You're just thinking about Balamina Friday night. Balamina Friday night. You know, we've been we've been training Monday, Wednesday this week as well. So preparations need to be on on, on top form for a game against a, a team that are bringing in real consistency in their big, performances. Big Davy in the sky blues. Yeah, and me as commentator of the game, I'll be there. <laughs> it's a great lineup with my scarf. Christmas cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Here, thank you very much. Uh, Danske Bank League fixtures this weekend. We have a couple of uh, uh, days to look forward to. Boxing Day as well. Uh, McLean's odds, of course, they'll be on your screens. Two games this Friday: Crusaders in second place against Bellamina in sixth. Paul, don't think. Uh, you'll be thinking about a Ballymena win there. No, Crusaders are in great form, as are Ballymena, but Crusaders being the home team and coming off the back of that big win at Glenavon, you know, they've, they've got to be high on, on confidence, Jackie. I don't think it'll, it'll be a, an easy game for them, by all means, but I, I think Crusaders will just edge it. Mm. Thank you. Uh, Warren Point in 10th place against uh, league leaders Coleraine. Banana skin for the league leaders. I, I mean, Warren Point, obviously, they went to Windsor. They've got a credible draw there. Th scored three goals against yeah. the mean, mean defence in Linfield, and they they've got to be confident. I'm sure those guys are in training this week, feeling, you know, let's have a go at Coleraine again this week. That will be a tricky pitch, I'm sure as well. Absolutely. And it, you know that could be a leveller sometimes, and that will be a difficult fixture for Coleraine. But such as the form of Coleraine, I still think they've got enough in their locker to, to get all three points. Four games on the Saturday. There's a good game there. Fifth, Linfield at home to third place Cliftonville. The Blues won't get it their own way there. No, that's a, a big game, Jackie. I'm going to be working at that one for, for the radio. Um, tough one to call. Obviously, Cliftonville are in a great run of form. Linfield coming off the back of a, a, a difficult result at Warren Point. And David Healy will be looking for a response there from his players because he said himself he wasn't happy. Cliftonville's a big game for them to bounce back in. And, and it's a big test, obviously, for Cliftonville as well to see how far they've Come on, coming up yeah. against it. But Linfield game. need it. Linfield need it. It's a tough one to call. I'm going to sit in the fence on that one. Uh, eighth place, Dungannon at home to Glenavon, who are fourth. Yeah, Glenavon well, I th I think need Glenavon, to bounce back. Yeah, they'll, they'll be looking to bounce back at, at Dungannon as well. You know, it's a good playing surface. It'll be an open game of football because that's how Dungannon like to play. And that's that could fall into in the Glenavon's hands then because they like to play open, expansive football and they've got the strike force there to score goals. Carrick won off the bottom against Glen Torren in seventh place. I fancy the Glens will maybe score yeah, as they should do and win the game. Yeah, Glen Torren are better away from home than they are at home, Jackie. Mm. For whatever reason, they're poor at the Oval. They're going away to Carrick. It's it's a game that they'll be they'll be looking to get three points. And these are the games that Glen Torren will be looking saying we've got to win these games to keep ourselves up around sixth, seventh place. Yeah. And they'll be looking to go there and get a win. Carrick, on the other hand, home team. You know, go and have a go at Glen Torn, but I think Glen Torn might just nick that one. Right, and the final game on Saturday, Ards at home to Balna Mallard. Real chance for uh, your mate Colin Nixon at Ards to get three points. Yeah, and you know, Balna Mallard are struggling at the foot of the table, and, and again, Ards at home, that's the game that they've got to be looking, saying three points for us. And But I think it'll be a tricky enough fixture. I think it'll be a close game, but Ards again struggling to score goals. Jackie Azar, Balna Mallard, I don't see it being high scoring, but 
I think ours will just nick that one. Yeah. So we'll do uh, we'll do our double on uh, this weekend's games. Okay. Boxing Day is too far to look forward to. We'll get through the games in a moment. Uh, you know, I would go for Glenavon at Dungannon, and uh, I would nearly go for Cliftonville at Windsor. That's a big call. It is a big call. I, I go for the two Glens, Glenshorn and Glenavon this week. Right, okay. Our producer can take a note of those to see who got them right. Uh, we can also look ahead to the Boxing Day games. It's uh, that festive day when people who don't normally go to games get out there after all the turkey and Christmas Day and it's a chance to get out of the house as well. But uh, big gates, the players love that. Great atmosphere, something to look forward to. Uh, Crusaders, they're all Derby games, of course. Yeah. Uh, Crusaders at home to Cliftonville. Yeah, the Derby games over, I suppose, being a, a new player to the club, really. Last year was my first experience of North Belfast Derby, and, and it certainly was very feisty. There was a great atmosphere. Just a tad. Just a tad, <laughs> and has been since, really. And uh, I would expect that the Boxing Day, in, in many ways, will be no different. So we, we know, probably looking at things, this could be on paper the tightest game because of the form that the both teams are in. Mm. I think previously other games maybe we were a bit out in front, you know, within the table in Cliftonville maybe weren't just in the form that they're hitting at this present time. So I think this Boxing Day one will be a real cracker. It's one you'll have to focus on, I would think. They Absolutely. are in a great run. And then Coleraine, they have a tough one at home to Balamina United. Massive game, Jackie, your, your favourite game. Um, Coleraine... I'll be there. I think Coleraine have had the upper hand in this game of late and you know, going into that game at home again on Boxing Day, they're top of the table. I, I, I think Coleraine, I'm going to go for Coleraine in that one. Glenavon Warren Point, Glenavon should win that one Boxing Day. Yes. Glenavon Warren Point, it's not really a close derby, it's because Portadown are not no longer in the league, yeah. sadly. Uh, Glen Torren, Linfield at the Oval, yeah. that's a big one for both clubs. It is, and you know, depending on how Linfield's result goes this week against Cliftonville, you know that game could be even more significant for them, and could be a pressure game for them. Yeah. It's also a game that the Glenthorne fans, no matter what the form is, and league positions. Always a game to relish. It's always a game the fans look forward to, and it's always a game they want to win. And yeah. great games to play in, always great games to watch as well. So I'll be at that game myself. Balnamallard at home to Dungannon Swifts. You would fancy the Swifts there to get much needed points. You would, but again. You know, Swifts being down the bottom, ball in the matter to be looking going, you know, these these are games we might have a chance in. That's you right. Know, it's they've they've got to have a go now. The games they've got to have a go really and try do. to win. And then uh, it's like this Saturday, Ards are at home to Ball and Mallard. Boxing Day, Ards are at home to Carrick. Carrick. Yeah. Those are two vital games for for Ards as well, but they would fancy their chances at home yeah. to Carrick. Colin Nixon will know. He'll be really preparing his team well for these next two games because they're, they're, they're games that he could win. And, you know, if they get six points out of those two games really you know, catapults them up and gives them a little, another boost. So, important games for ours. Okay, that's about it. Hard Beverland. Thank you, Jack. Your top man. Thank it's you. always good Thank to you. see you, Kit. Always good to see you too, Leaper. And uh, that's it, as I say, Boxing Day in particular, but this Saturday as well. Get out there, support your local team, enjoy the crack over the festive period. Do you? Will you have a bit of turkey on Christmas Day? A wee bit of turkey, good turkey and ham. Just, good, a, wee, good just a wee bit. Just a wee bit, measured, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, all, all, all in mind of the, the games. You'll not believe it, but we're retired now. We can eat plenty of turkey. <laughs> so.
enjoy it all. Have a great Christmas. And uh, there's no rest for Paul and myself. We're back next week before the new year. So we look forward to that. And uh, have a good one. See you next time. Bye-bye.